This is the concert recap that I personally have been most excited to make. I think it's probably one of our most anticipated because two separate people have asked me, which is a lot, uh, are you going to do a podcast episode about this? And I was like, absolutely, I am. You, you, do you remember the old 90s Disney commercial where the kid sees Mickey Mouse and he's like, I've been waiting my whole life yes, to meet you. That, that was me. That's you. Except for I didn't even meet her. I just saw her. Um, if you haven't figured out by the title of this episode, I went to the Eras tour because somehow I got tickets. Impressive. <laughs> Which I won't harp on because it's been talked about a million times, but I do realize how lucky I was to get tickets to two different shows. And I know someone out there is going to be like, I don't can't believe you got it too. How'd you get to two? I had two different groups trying. I got the tickets for my show next month in Pittsburgh. My friend got the tickets for the show in Philly. Like, it's not that deep. Um, don't come at me. Don't at me. So, I went to the Friday show, which was night one of three. Mm-hmm. And, like, I've also never been to a stadium show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Before this. Wait, what about uh when you went to go see Mick Jagger? No, not Mick Jagger. Um, Stephen Tyler. That's an arena. No, that was a theater really yeah that was only like a thousand fifteen hundred people oh interesting yeah that's that was the mgm theater every other show i've been to was an arena queen was in the um whatever the arena in charlotte is it's the spectrum center or something yeah okay i'm um so i've never been to a stadium show and i don't think i anticipated how many people can fit in a stadium yeah so we left lynchburg at five o'clock in the morning (coughs) because we were like it's normally a six-hour drive to Philadelphia. Took us eight hours because traffic started at DC and did not stop, and it was all concert traffic mm-hmm. because people on their back window had Swifties on board or the getaway car, no doubt, or Philly bound. And one girl spelled Philly P H I L I E, so she loses points for that. But it was very cute. Um, we stopped at a Wawa somewhere up in Northern Virginia, outside of DC. And I had my Taylor Swift hoodie on and they're like 16, 17, yeah. they're like babies. And they just come up to me. They're like, are you going to Philadelphia? And I was like, yeah, are you guys going? And they're like, yeah. Aww. And they, we ha- so I had my nails painted like all 10 for all 10 eras. And I noticed another girl was, I was like, I like your nails. And then she like freaked out because we had matching nails. Um, That's cute. And then my favorite part of the interaction was she, she asked me, she's like, do you know what the last song that plays before Taylor is? And of course I knew, but the fact that she thought that I would knew and felt like she could ask me, it's an honor. It made me really excited. Um, so yeah, I did not anticipate how crowded the stadium would be. We came up with the bright idea to park our car at the stadium, Uber to the hotel to get ready, Uber back so that we would have a car when the show got out. Mm-hmm. So first off, they number the lot starting at A. A through K were already full. <laughs> Parked in L. Jeez. <laughs> uh, they may not actually start at A, but like on this strip, the first four lots we tried were full. We were on the fifth. Yeah. Um, was there people tailgating? Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah. There were people right where we parked. There was someone with a van with a pop-out awning. Like, they had been there all day. Dang. Um, we saw later that, like, when we were leaving, people had left trash bags full of beer cans, which was A, shitty. Don't leave your trash at your spot if you're going to tailgate. Yeah. Um, but they were, they were pre-gaming real hard. <laughs> who, I would love to meet the person who pre-games Taylor Swift with like a that bunch hard. of beer. But it is Philly. So I shouldn't necessarily 
be that surprised. Yeah. It was it was interesting. So I think part of the reason this show specifically had a lot of traffic is both Charlotte and DC didn't get a show at their NFL stadium. Really? I didn't know that. So the closest to us, you got six hours to Atlanta, six hours... Atlanta's eight hours. Eight hours to Atlanta, six hours to Philly, six hours to Pittsburgh, or you can go to MetLife in Jersey. Yeah. That's like our options. So there's like this mass exodus of people That's north. Nuts. Um, so anyway, we parked the car. Of course, Ubers only pick up at one spot on this complex. Philly has all four of their sports arenas in mm. the same, which is very smart from a city planning standpoint because they all share the same parking. Um, anyway, so we got an Uber. The difference in the Uber out versus back in, our Uber out was a 15-minute drive, which is what it was supposed to be. It was $15. The Uber back in was $50 and no, took no an doubt. hour. <laughs> no doubt. Um, our poor, poor Uber driver back, he was so nervous. He gripped the steering wheel with, like, white knuckles, and he kept looking back at us like like we were going to be mad that it was taking him so long to get to the stadium. Um I, I was I felt so bad for him. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> so we got to the stadium. Um I got our seats and it was like the perfect weather for this show. I was real nervous watching the forecast because mm-hmm. rain did move in on Saturday and it kept flip flopping of like, is it Friday? Is it Saturday? Is it Friday? Is it Saturday? And I would have gone regardless, but I was I wasn't really looking forward to being soggy yeah. for hours. Um our seats were on the club level, so I can now say I've been to the club level at nice. the Eagles Stadium. It's a very nice. So many bathrooms. We had our own little concession stand. Oh, that's cool. So lines were not a problem. Um, this isn't helpful to anyone this tour, but if you ever go to a concert in Philly, club level is where it's at. Get a club level seat. It's like between lower and upper bowl. Um, So the first opener was Gail. And... If you don't know who Gayla is, she sings A, B, C, D, E, F, U. Like, everyone knows that song. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know up until you said that. No one did. She was so, A, so good. Um, She did, like, her set, but she also did an Alanis Morissette cover. Mm -hmm. Uh, But she stopped in her set, like, three times after her songs, and she was like, I just want to thank you guys so much for being here and for paying attention to me. Like, you don't know how much this means, and I'm like, I love you. Sweet. You're so cute. That's adorable. She was really good. Um, the, our seats were kind of a little behind the stage. So for the openers, we kind of just watched them on screen until they like left the main stage area. Yeah. Um, so she got a 20 minute set. And then the fastest changeover I've ever seen between bands occurred. It literally. Hold on a second. Shut up. <laughs> Mute Josh. Okay. Go ahead and start. Um, the fastest changeover I've ever seen between bands happened. You like normally there's a like a twenty minute gap, ten minutes. That was all it took between Gail and Phoebe. Yeah. Gail ended at six forty five. Phoebe started at six fifty five. What was the set situation? Uh, the openers just had their stuff. Okay, so that's not bad. That was it, and they had like the screen behind them just had their logo when they took the mm-hmm. stage. So Phoebe, like, I would consider myself a casual Phoebe Bridgers fan. I'm now a fanatical Phoebe Bridgers fan. Yeah, she's great. So her intro song is Down With The Sickness, which oh, she then uh, phases into motion sickness. <laughs> and it is, it is like, watching Phoebe Bridgers live was a spiritual experience. And I couldn't even see her most of the time. I could just see her on a screen. Um, It was... Her band is so good. She's a trumpet player. Mm-hmm. He's the MVP. 
trumpet man i don't know his name i'm sorry um but he adds so much to her songs and then who else was in her band but Maddie Healy of 1975. Oh, really? He made an appearance because, you know, he and Taylor are dating. That's a whole How other conversation. But I guess he and Phoebe are really good friends. And so I, I imagine in my head, this is how it went down. She was like, hey, Maddie, you're going to beat these dates anyway. You'll just be on stage with me and my band. And there he is with his acoustic guitar. That's funny. And his skeleton onesie. Um, she had the most beautiful white beaded skeleton shirt. Um, one of my favorite outfits of hers that she has. Um, and yeah, her her set, amazing. She ends with I Know the End. And everyone just screams fairly at the end of that song. Aww. And I feel like if you were outside and you didn't know what was happening, you'd be really concerned <laughs> and think that someone was bombing the stadium. Right. Um, so then it's Taylor time. And the song that plays before Taylor takes the stage is uh, You Don't Own Me which is like the most perfect song she could have chosen with the master situation um, before she takes the stage. And since this is an outdoor stadium, the sun is kind of setting a little bit and her, her opening dancers have these like, like big fans, kind of mm-hmm. like the Finding Nemo stage show at Animal okay. Kingdom. Yep. So they kind of have that, but they're like sunset colors and she comes out and there's like a little, um, like voiceover intro and it says it's been a long time coming and they said speak now like it's it's snippets of like past eras and so she she pops out of the, the ground on the stage and it's like it's been a long time coming and I just started crying like uncontrolled Aww. tears just started I was like it has been a long time coming Taylor <laughs> <laughs> so I cried through the whole first song and then I like composed myself for Cruel Summer and it started and then she goes, she, she starts saying, um, and this is the first bridge of the, of the, the show. Let's scream it together. And then I just started crying again. I cried through most of the lovers said, I'm not going to lie. Um, <coughs> and then about, so this is, this is song two about song four for you need to calm down as the sun finally starts setting. Mm-hmm. And when you walk in, they hand you a light up wristband that's controlled through an RFID frequency. Oh, that's cool. So they have patterns and stuff that like, uh, like, Oh, that's so cool. Um, you can't really see it for the first couple of sets, but when they were in indoor stadiums, mm-hmm. like Miss Americana, and the heartbreak Prince had hearts going through, um, lover will have hearts going through during, you need to calm down. There's just like rainbows going around. That's so cool. It's so cool. I, that was one of the things I was most excited about was the, the little free bracelet they give you. Yeah. Um, I kept mine, so I'm planning on wearing two to Pittsburgh. There you go. <laughs> one on each wrist. That's like a power move on your end, too. Like, yes. Hey, look who went twice. If I went to multiple, I would literally wear them on my arm. A guy, yeah. this is totally side tangent, a guy on TikTok, he is an engineering major, because of course he is, figured out how these wristbands work and made a vest with LED lights that works the same way and no hacked into their way. system. So he lit up the whole way. This was one of the Nashville shows. Um, That guy's my hero. That's cool. So rounding out the lover set, I'm, I'll just go through each era real quick here. The Archer is not a song I've ever loved recorded. But something about hearing it live, it is now one of my top lover songs. Like, mm-hmm. I've watched the video I took of that, like, 17 times in the last two days. It just hits so different. Um, I also brought in a, a real camera because I have a camera for work. And my videos, even though I was up in what I'd consider nosebleeds, 
videos are crispy. They look so good. They're a little shaky because it's real hard to follow someone that's this big around a stage. Yeah. But they turned out so good. So I thought I was done crying. And then she started the fearless section and I cried again. <laughs> like, I don't even know why I was crying at that point, but it was just, it was such a throwback because she does her little fearless twirls and um, her two, her two guitarists, maybe her guitarist and bassist, I think they're both guitarists though, come out with her because they've been playing with her since the fearless tour Aww. and they get a little moment to shine and do solos that's and it nice. just, it got to me. Um, that's all I have about the fearless set. Then there's the Evermore set, which has some of my favorite songs. And I was, again, I thought I was done crying. And then she played Marjorie, which is a tribute to her dead grandmother. And everyone turned on their flashlights. And it's it, always the dead grandma. It just got me. It always was, the dead grandmas that was, get, get you. Uh, it was so good. Um, she does have the world's ugliest piano for this set. I'm not going to lie. It's like supposed to be covered in moss. I think I've seen it. It's ugly. I'm sorry, Taylor. That guitar, the guitar. That piano is not cute. Um, I also got to hear Tis the Damn Season live, which if you had asked me to make a set with Evermore songs, I would have never in a million years thought she'd play that because it's one of my favorites. That's cool. So after the Evermore set, I had forgotten what came next because I like tried not to spoil myself too much of the set list, which is it's a hard thing for me to do. Okay. I would imagine so. Especially because everything on my For You page is Eras Tour content. So, like, I, I just, like, scroll. The only thing I watched in full was um, the Illicit Affairs performance. And I knew, like, a couple things that would happen, but I didn't memorize the order. So after she goes down into the stage for her costume change after Evermore, I'm sitting there going, oh, Folklore's next. And then a snake pops up on the screen. And I let out the most feral scream of my <laughs> life to the point where I could not scream the rest of the night because it was, it was the reputation section, which is the thing I was, like, most excited for. I screamed the entire four songs of the Reputation set. <laughs> I could have just had those four songs. I would have paid my $200 yeah. just to see those four songs. They were so good. Her costume is so good. Um, the I, I'll talk about the stage right here. So there's different... Because we were up high, we could actually see the stage visuals. If you are a Star Wars fan and you've watched the behind the scenes for The Mandalorian, mm -hmm. I think her stage is the volume, but okay. flat. Okay. It has like like photorealistic screen capabilities. That's it, a good theory. And the lighting looks so good because I, I was watching it and I was like, this is why every photo of her looks good. It's not harsh stage lighting that's lighting mm -hmm. her. She's being lit from this volume underneath her. And that's really smart. Yeah. And it lets her customize the stage with zero like set change time. Yeah. So for um, Look What You Made Me Do... They're, her and her dancers are up on this platform and there's snakes on the stage striking at them. And it That's it's cool. like the way that they designed this was unreal. Like during the man, um, the, the whole runway part is an elevator and like it's this man trying to reach the top and then he gets slammed back down to the bottom. Um, it's, I can't think of what else it is for some of these other ones. Um, but it the, the design on the stage was unreal. Uh, Speak Now only gets one song, but it was amazing. She has the most gorgeous dress, and I also cried during Enchanted because that that was my first favorite Taylor album. Mm -hmm. And it was knowing that we're getting the re-record in like a month and a half now. Yeah, I was like, yes. Um, Red 
we got a treat because Phoebe is touring with her. They added nothing new to the set hmm. with the two of them. And it's so cute. And Phoebe looks so happy when she's performing like that. She gets to come out and sing with Taylor because it's funny. They're both like fans of each other mm-hmm. so much. They just kind of fangirl when they're together on stage. I love that. And it's so cute. Um, and she did play all 10 minutes of all too well 10 minute version. Oh, nice. Which name another artist who can go play a 10 minute song in a stadium and have everyone screaming the words right. at the top of their lungs. Um, Never has that happened since Stairway to Heaven. No, like that just does not happen. So the by this point, we are 24 songs into this set. And any other artist would have called it quits at these 24 songs. But no, we have four more sections to go through. Yeah, how long is this show? It is three hours and 15 minutes-ish. How does her voice it's not 40, get tired? I don't know. And I don't know how she doesn't get tired. Because she does this three times a week. Right. And I was tired just standing there. I mean, I was dancing, but like... Yeah, but vocally-wise, three hours singing is a long a lot. time. It's a lot. I don't know how she does it. She's That's impressive. superhuman. I like to imagine that she spends the rest of her week on vocal rest. Um, I would imagine that's the only way it could work. Y- yeah, because otherwise uh, you would have nothing left. Right. Broadway performers don't even do that. They're not singing themselves for three hours. Like, you get breaks in there when you're not yeah. in a scene. Um, So the folklore section is real cute because they roll out like a little uh like cottage core house yeah. onto the stage and yeah. this section has the best dress it's very like stevie nicks Ooh. flowy um i have some decent pictures of it and folklore you can tell it's her favorite child because it gets two four six seven songs <laughs> some of them are shortened um the live arrangement of illicit affairs is unreal i don't know why she didn't perform it that way on the album if we do not get a recorded version of this tour, I will riot just for that song alone. Um, and then I thought I, I thought I was well done crying by this point. And then she played My Tears Ricochet, which doesn't normally make me cry. I cried. It's, it's fine. the fact that tears were mentioned. Your body was like, oh, okay. it was like it's time Got to cry. You. This was the last time I cried. I will. I will say. Um, it just that song got me. It's it's very much on stage. It's set up like a funeral, and. Because it's, it's about her losing her masters and leaving Aww. Big Machine. And it just, it resonated with me. Um, and then she like immediately launches into Cardigan, which is like just a fun, like, dancey song. I'm like, this is emotional whiplash. <coughs> and then you just change gears completely into 1989, which had the, possibly the coolest use of the stage so there's these platforms that rise out in the middle diamond Mm -hmm. and they also have screens on them so she's when she's singing blank space she's standing up on top doing the dance and there's like eight other tailors in different outfits on these screens in perfectly in sync with her and i don't know how they do that um it was a little mind-blowing i have a video of that and i've watched it and i can't find like anything out of sync it's very wild um surprise songs rolled around which if you don't know if you're listening at home and don't know every show there's two acoustic songs that are surprise songs mm-hmm. you don't know what they are they're not played twice so like once they're played on tour that's it she, that's it except for there she's she's has new rules because on rep tour it was just one song mm-hmm. this time it's two so you're gonna go through the songs a little faster she'll replay a song if she messes it up or uh, if it's for Midnight's, because Midnight songs don't count. 
Okay. We didn't get a midnight song. So she played Gold Rush, which there has been a very hot Twitter debate since folk uh, Evermore dropped about the line, your Eagles t-shirt hanging from my door. And so many people are like, it's the band. Why would it be the football team? It would say Eagles jersey if it was football team. And then you got people who are like, she's from Pennsylvania. Why would it be the band? Yeah. Who's wearing an Eagles band t-shirt? Right. So she gets up there with her guitar and she's like, so there's been quite a debate about the Eagles t-shirt in this song. <laughs> and all I have to say is I'm from Philly. Why would it be the band? And like the stadium just I loses their mind. I love that. Um, so we we heard it first. It is the sports team. She had to do it in her hometown. In her hometown. Which she she caught some flack for saying that Philly was her hometown. She's from a city like an hour and 45 minutes outside yeah. of Philly. I kind of get it though. Which is like people from New York saying they're it's from New York simi- City. No, literally it's very, very similar because... In those big metro cities, like you're commuting yeah. an hour and 45 to work in the city and coming back. So there were all these tweets like, breaking, girl from the suburbs claims she's from nearest metropolitan area. <laughs> Very, um, that, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, and then our second surprise song, which was played on piano, was Come Back, Be Here, which was the most random pick. It was played at the request of Phoebe Bridgers. Um and I didn't realize how rare it was until I like, went back and looked. She's only played it one other time ever live. It's from Red. And so it's an older song. Uh, and that was in Toronto on the Rep Tour. So mm. we got a very rare one. Nice. Um, neither are ones that I would have picked as like my dream surprise songs. But it's okay. I really did enjoy them. Mm-hmm. And I recorded them and I watched them back. Uh, and I also get another shot next month. That's true. At different surprise songs. So by this point, it is like 1030 at night. And we're entering the midnight section, uh, starting with Lavender Haze. She rolls out in this gorgeous beaded like corset outfit in lavender clouds. It's wow. It's so cool. Um, the the best part of the midnight set is when she's doing vigilante shit and doing the chair dance, which I had seen on TikTok because you can't avoid it. It's real hot. I'm <laughs> not going to lie. It is the coolest thing that I've ever seen her do. Um, and then the, the, the honorable mention for coolest stage protection, stage projection goes to mastermind because it, it talks about like games and stuff. And her dancers are going like on at right angles across the stage. I'm trying to describe this without you guys being able to see it visually and chessboards pop up behind. Oh, that's them. cool. And it just, it looks very like Queens gambit. Mm-hmm. It's real cool. Um, and then Karma's the closing song. At the end of that, confetti just like erupts out of the floor and it goes everywhere. And then it's over. And you're just like, what just happened? That, that was it? the best three hours of my life. Yeah. But now it's over. Um, and uh, you have to wait two hours to get out of the parking lot because we did not get back to our hotel till 2 a.m. That sounds about right. Um, but it was, it was the best show I've ever seen. Like... Love for Taylor aside, put that in a box for a second, like, spot on. No one misses a cue. The dancers, you can tell. I mean, they've been rehearsing since January for yeah. a show that started in March. Um, they, You can tell. Like, the, the amount of choreography that you remember. Remember three hours of choreography. Like, not all 45 songs are choreographed. I'd say 36, 35 of them are. That's still a lot of, a lot of choreography to remember. Yeah, that's a lot. 
um, all the, the pieces moving perfectly, like people coming in and out of the trap doors in the stage and the platforms going up and the costume changes and cause she's changing costumes all the time, but also the dancers are changing costumes all the time. Like mm-hmm. they'll come out for lover and they're all dressed like the couples in the lover music video. And then the next song they're in a different costume. Like I can't imagine there's a reason that her fleet is 36 semis because the amount of shit that they're lugging around is insane. Yeah, No kidding. Um, and you could tell that everyone up there just was having the time of their life and like yeah. in awe that they get to do this three times a week for 52 shows. Like it's unreal. Uh, I would, this is the part where I would normally say like, if you can go see the Eras tour, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's going to be a little harder this time than it normally is. This is not uh, a stretch show. Sorry, boys. I love you. But you're not getting cheap resale tickets for this one. Right, right. This honestly, listening to this, because I'll be doing my first stadium tour with Beyonce in August, which we'll have a recap for. And like, this just gets me excited for that It show. was, the, and the energy, that's the other thing. So yeah. one, one thing that came up a lot in early shows on, on Twitter and TikTok was, well, my section just wasn't into it. Like, you could tell they were just there for the clout, which, yeah, there are some influencers there chasing the clout. Um, yeah. Usually they're in the expensive seats because they want to look like they, you know, oh are balling. I went and to Taylor Swift. Yeah, they want the little selfie with her Come in the background. Come get ready with me to the Taylor Swift show. Yes. Um, our section, with the exception of a boyfriend who clearly got drag, drug along right in front of us, <laughs> our section was vibing, like screaming at the top of their lungs. You can hear, I was like watching my videos back and you can hear like people in front of me, next to me, screaming lyrics, like... It was That's awesome. the energy was unmatched, and to have seventy thousand people in that stadium screaming like that, mm-hmm. it's unreal. We tried really, really hard to go on Saturday, but the cheapest resale tickets we found were fourteen hundred dollars. Holy cow! So that did That's not insane. happen. Yeah, no kidding. Um, but the city of Philly showed up on Saturday. There were 20,000 people outside the stadium. Okay, I did see the video for that. <clears throat> to the point where they shut down a road to give people like a safe place to stand. That's nice of them. Yeah. that They did that right. Did <laughs> they have to grease poles afterwards? No, apparently, out? this is disappointing. Apparently, the poles that people climb are all the way across the city. Oh, man. I feel lied to. Like... Like, I feel like this is better than an Eagles game. Yeah. So this is a real true reason to climb poles. Yes. I was really wanting someone to. What a shame. Um, We did stumble upon, on Saturday, we stumbled upon the mural that they painted for the Eras tour. It says, In My Philly Era. Unfortunately, on Friday night, some people took sidewalk chalk to it and, like, wrote all over the mural. That's terrible. Which I follow the artist on Twitter, and she was very upset about it. Because they had put there were there was a blank mural next to it that was like write your surprise song predictions and people just like went rogue and drew all over her mural which I still took a picture with it it's still a great mural I just wish people had some fucking respect yeah and didn't draw on stuff that's not theirs um and I, I will end this with if you're ever in Philly and very bored and don't know what to do like we ha- ended up doing on Saturday take a big bus tour. Oh, those are fun. It was really fun. I did a duck tour in Philly once when it I was, was in middle school. Really fun. We we took, it was like 30 bucks because the guy really wanted the sale and gave us a senior discount. <laughs> nice. Um, but we like, you get to drive by everything and A, you're not the one driving and you can actually see because you're up high. But like, I learned so much. Also, the love sign in Philly is the most disappointing thing you'll ever see in your life. It's literally three feet mm-hmm. tall. 
And the, our tour guide was like, I don't want to hear any comments about how it's smaller than you expected. <laughs> and I was like, well, it's smaller than I expected. Because last time I was there, it was taken down for renovations. So yeah. I didn't get to see it. So that uh, that was my Philly experience. I will do another recap after Pittsburgh with like things that are different. Because I am sitting like a lot closer mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh. I, I won't. This was just the bonus show, right? The Philly one? The Philly was... I had tickets to Pittsburgh first. Like, that's why that's why I'm at, And yeah. then, like, after seven hours of Brianna struggling and Ticketmaster, we got tickets by some miracle. That's we don't really know how. Um, so, I got to go to two. But, um, nice. I won't do another 30-minute recap, but I will follow up on what I noticed different this we'll time. We'll have a combo... Because when do you go again? The 15th, 16th of June. Okay. We can have a combo Blink-182 Taylor Swift okay. episode. Um, so, yeah. If you get to see the Eros tour, I, I love that for you. If you didn't, I'm very sorry. Because it's the most shitty ticketing situation of ever. Honestly. So, um, come back next time when Beth Ann talks about Blink-182. See ya. Bye.